Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Tom Miller, here with Manchester City and United States men's national team fan, James Lewis. James, we are back. We took a, we're not going to call it a holiday, sabbatical. Let's call it a sabbatical. Yeah, we were uh, growing and empowering <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> sure, whatever. Uh, yeah, so we watched the whole World Cup, which was awesome. Um, the games were awesome. Obviously, the venue is still a terrible disaster. It, it kind of sucks tragedy. that it kind of sucks that one of the best World Cups in recent history is it had to be hosted in Qatar. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like everybody wanted you to look past it, especially like Infantino, the weird stuff that he was saying. Yeah, the, uh, he's the uh, he's the FIFA spokesperson, basically. And the weird stuff he was saying about how his his basically saying today that his I feel is fluid. Yeah, he's like today I feel Qatari. Today I feel disabled. <laughs> he basically that speech was so yeah, weird. He basically just stopped just short of using the the R word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a, an absolute disaster, and I mean. It's really hard to talk about the World Cup and to not to try and pretend like an entire country that is funded on oil wealth didn't just use all of their oil money, not all of it, excuse me, their infinite oil money, and and just basically buy the World Cup votes to begin with and then just drop $220 billion, more than the GDP of like probably 95% of the countries in the world. Yeah, and more than every other World Cup cost combined, right? Yes, just to try and make their country seem like it was some kind of viable, <laughs> you know, place where, you know, like human rights happen and just a normal, just a normal place. Qatar is, is just a normal place, not a uh, litter box with a cat bowl next to it, you know? <laughs> like, it's it's a really nice place where, yeah, I mean, sure, did we lose some people? Did you hear the uh, the guy that was the guy's speech? Um, it was the Qatari administrator. Did people die? Yeah, people yeah. die every day. People die every day. People yeah. die on, on construction yeah. sites in the U.S. People die in construction sites in Europe, and sometimes people just die. Yeah, so someone died. Yeah. Why are we focusing on that and not focusing on the beautiful game being played? Yeah. So that was all a joke, and I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't light them up a little bit. Um, and, and, and beyond that, you know, yes, the soccer was awesome. It, it was, it doesn't matter where you, where you put the world cup. They put it in November, which actually I thought ended up pretty well, really, really good for the watcher, right? Like you, the viewer had a great time watching four matches a day. Uh, the time zones were, it's fine. I, I just assume that every, almost every world cup that we have is going to be wonky. They did a good um, job scheduling like games that no one really wanted to see early on in the yeah. early times. Like yeah. you, did, you did have to wake up at like seven East coast sometimes for some games or whatever, but the five yeah, o'clock which, game was almost never a good one. Yeah. And, and the West coast, I mean, they're always brutalized, man. I, I, I give it up for West coast soccer fans of the prem and, and you gotta Europe. be hardcore. I yeah, I mean, I guess that's why they have a really good domestic following because it's like I'm not getting up at five o'clock to watch Brentford play Leeds. You know, yeah. like I, I give them all the credit in the world. But the World Cup was great. We'll get into it um, a little bit later. 
I don't want to go game by game. I mean, that's why we didn't have a podcast for the last four weeks. The last World Cup, the Russian World Cup, we did 20 episodes in 30 days. And it completely burns out. (laughs) And we couldn't even get together to do um, the, the... like a like a preview of the world cup like we did last time we had yeah. so much going on between the four of us so that's our excuse and we're sticking to it um but prem is back james thank the good lord the prem is back it's been gone too too long i you know I, th- I always think it would be kind of interesting do you remember when like uh, maybe it was a couple world cups ago or whatever but the mls like didn't stop for the world cup remember uh I, I don't think, know if they stopped for this World Cup, did they? Well, it's not. The season's over because it's a winter World oh, Cup. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, like, they, they <laughs> weren't stopped before. And, you know, it was never really a huge deal because there weren't, like, a large amount of players missing. Obviously, it would be different for the Prem, but I kind of also think it would be interesting if the Prem just kept had kept running uh, through this well, World Cup. Did the championship run? The championship ran, right? Championship At least- running, yeah. Well, they have to. They play 57 yeah. games. <laughs> there's no there's no extra room for them. No, no. Even without like a second domestic cup for most of them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but Prem is back. I, I do enjoy that, you know, so many big teams, City, United, Tottenham, Arsenal, all had all these players missing. And a lot of them... A lot of those teams had Argentinian players missing or, or French players missing. Yeah. So you had guys like staggering back. And then if your team got wiped out early, you just like returned kind of like shamefully back early. Like, well, we thought that we thought that uh, England was going to be, um, you know, out to the final here. But turns out we get to come back a little yeah. bit early. Well, like you know? like uh, KDB, Belgium. Oh, they were atrocious. They were so bad. He they were was, so bad. He, Honestly, he looked so sad. He's never he has never done well for Belgium because I, I don't think he's on the same wavelength as any of those players. It seems squad. like they they have this problem within their team, and it's not him. I, I don't attribute this to him, but they have so many personalities that are really individualistic. Like um, I think Courtois is a prick. Yeah, like he's he's a and he's like an arrogant guy who thinks he's entitled to talk all the time and he says really dumb stuff like when he says well i i should have won he keeps saying he should have won the ballon d'or this year yeah because he had a really <laughs> good champions league final game it's like yeah i mean you did but i mean the, the previous games leading up to that it's not like you were shutting people out they let up a lot of goals if you'll remember they had to come back they had to come from behind real madrid did mm-hmm. against uh, all the teams they played against right yeah. um except for the final so you know that amongst other things, but the the Belgian team, it just it looked like KDB did not want to be there, and not for like you know this is the World Cup, I'm tired or something like that. But like you said, it was like his team was he just didn't like his teammates, and that mm. sucks. Yeah, no, they have they have huge issues, but like that that was a great example of I mean, uh, I was super happy. I'm super happy yeah. that he came back early. He went like he like maybe took a few more days, and then he went right to the like warm weather training camp that they were doing. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, hooked right back up with Holland. And I was like, great, there it is. That's I, all I needed. I'm really interested to see the dynamic between about you know because normally the World Cup takes place from about June 15th to July 15th, 
Well, July 15th is when most teams report back. If not, usually it's like the first week of July, like July 5th. Yeah. So a lot of teams would get these guys back, you know, at a bad time anyways. Right. Um, Miss preseason. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you had, you know, the Argentinian and French players came back with like six days to spare, I think. So that you, you could have taken some time. A bunch of the Argentinians did not make it back in time, James. Yeah. Uh, I saw a picture of Lissandra Martinez. He showed up to camp or to, to the team today. Yeah. And he looks like he's rough. been drinking yeah. for <laughs> eight days straight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Calvin Phillips showed back. Of showed course. up. Even though England got knocked out in and the And he quarters, wasn't on the spot. <laughs> and he didn't play. Yeah. He didn't uh, play. Yeah. And he showed up he, fat. And Pep was, they were like, well, what's, what's wrong with Calvin Phillips? Like, I don't know. He just, you know, I don't know why he's fat. Yeah. Fatty Phillips. <laughs> that I feel, I do feel bad. Cause I think Pep realized what he had done after the fact. Cause his comments afterwards were like, oh yeah, he's got a super sexy body. Looks mm-hmm. fine. Like tried to take away from him. But I mean, once you get tagged as fat in England as a fat soccer player, oh, yeah. like you can't That's... ever shake that. Who ate all the pies? Yeah. Calvin <laughs> Which is. Which is ironic coming from a place like England. Yeah. Like, if you look in the crowd, and people were trying to say that the, that COVID boosters were the reason these guys are dropping dead. It's like, no, they were dropping dead before. We just noticed it more because we put a bunch of uh, – now the uh, teams, medical teams, are are told to go and help the fans out when a, when a fan drops dead. Yeah. You know, I think that's more of the English cholesterol. And They've been having heart attacks for years. Yeah, we just – they just used to let, let him die. Right. You know? <laughs> oh, he's just, not, he's just nodded off. He'll come back. <laughs> this never comes back. Yeah. Touch me, fool, forward attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you see those pictures of the guy, the shirtless guys with the English beef tattoo? Like, yeah. With, oh, yeah, yeah. He's not going to die in the stand someday. Like, with a massive really... keg of a stomach hanging over his belt. <laughs> yeah. Like, over they're like hard, belted... too. They're like distended, hard bellies. Yeah, over like a belted jeans, skinny jeans. Yeah, I hate that so much, man. I just don't get the like. Why would you belt that in and then have skinny jeans? It's just, it's a bad look. But the prem is back. Those guys are back. Um, and we had we actually had some good games right away. I think um, this next stretch of time here, like the next two and a half months, especially for teams that are in two to three competitions is going to be ridiculous, James. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, we already have some players that are injured and whether or not they would get injured because of the world cup or whatever is, is, you know, neither here nor there, but like teams like Arsenal who are in first place still, they are. which is why it's shocking that James or that uh, Ken's not here, you know? Yeah. You'd first think, place Arsenal. You'd think he'd want to talk about it a little bit, but yeah. But, you know, he has that uh, Eastern Shore internet. And actually, since we're recording on a Thursday, you know the internet doesn't run there on Wednesdays and Thursdays. That's, that's their day off. That's true, yeah. So he, he was never going to be here, um, unfortunately. But, yeah, you'd, you'd expect him to be here with Arsenal flying high. Um, you have a great Liverpool-Villa game. You know, the score line I think, didn't tell the tale of that one. I thought that was a good game. Manchester United pick up where they left off and beat a bad team. I thought it was mean. I thought it was that that set piece goal, the corner goal, um, like the planned play from Shaw to Rashford. I just think that's mean to run against a team like Nottingham Forest. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. like you, you, you just, just, you don't have to do that to them. Yeah. And makes them look Steve ridiculous. Cooper, the Nottingham manager looked befuddled. <laughs> well, that's just his normal face. Actually, <laughs> just kind of, just a constant befuddled looking. It was guy. just sitting there tonguing the massive gap between his front teeth, like looking <laughs> dead eyed into the camera. He's got those heavy lids too, and I just yeah. the combination is is not great. But um, yeah, Nottingham Forest gets smoked. Chelsea win comfortably. They what? did. Yeah, that's, and, that's a new um, one. Yeah, I thought City put Leeds under siege. Little play on words for you, James. Mm-hmm. Leeds under siege and smack the crap out of them. Really, I don't, I don't think that game was very close. Even though it took you guys forty five minutes to score. Um, it wasn't because, you know, you weren't oh, knocking yeah. down the door. Le- we had Leeds, like the the game plan of them just like trying to launch the ball forward. It reminded me, remember when you guys lost to Everton a long time ago? God, Lukaku was on the team for on Everton and you guys lost three zip. It was Pep's first year. And it was, I remember watching Everton. What they would oh, do yeah, is they'd get yeah. the ball to the back and they'd launch the ball into a channel. And then Lukaku would run it down, push over your center back. I don't remember who it was. One of the 10 that you bought. And then he would score. And that's what he did three times. It looked like Leeds were trying to do that, except that now Manchester City has good center backs and Leeds has no center forward. Yeah. It it was terrible. Like, they didn't have a chance. Um, No, I mean, but, but, you know, they were putting a lot of energy and effort into it in the beginning, which, I mean, it was noticeable. And they were, like, making it difficult for us. And I even thought a couple times they might have been able to get a counterattack going it just kind of as soon as it looked like it was going to materialize into something it just dissolved i think they really missed um adams uh who was out sick mm-hmm. he had mono uh, apparently which <laughs> as one does which in england they call glandular fever uh, the the uh announcers educated me on that uh, during the game I which i, I thought I is a mono is a much better name for it <laughs> Yeah, it's much cooler. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but Dr. Pete had mono his senior year of college. You mean glandular um, fever? Yes, he had glandular fever. Oh. That sounds so much worse. Yeah, it sounds it? like something you pick up from STD like a purple something. mosquito in Africa. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, Pete had uh, mono, and I think he really wasn't supposed to be playing soccer his senior year. Um, and they made it to the finals of the, I think, the conference finals and he played for like, you know, it was one of those things. I think it's one of those things where if you get hit, like your spleen oh, explode yeah, or yeah. something. And yeah. I think he just rolled the dice. Just rolled the dice and, yeah. and you know, <laughs> yeah, just didn't tell anybody when he was making out with his teammates after the win. Well, you know, what happens at Washington least stays at Washington. Least. So I don't know <laughs> if you ever went down there. But, uh, no, I, I heard stories, stories though. <laughs> Goldfish eating stories. <laughs> wine pong. Red wine pong. That was a good one. Disgusting. <laughs> Bef- you know, before, before like, beer pong, all the kids in the last, like, 15 years, they're smart. They play with water cups, and then you drink your drink, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, when we were drinking, when we were younger, we would just put the fluid oh, in Oh, yeah, right in and drink and it. And, and, yeah, whatever the ping pong ball had landed in. Yeah. We just didn't <laughs> think. We- we just didn't think. I don't know. It's just, know? This is so gross. Helped our oh, immune yeah, Manchester systems, City, though. Manchester City lays the wood 
to Leeds. Um, Holland scores twice. He has 20 goals in 15 matches. Mm. 15, right? 14, I think. He missed one through injury. So he's played 14. I, I mean, I was... 15 games played by City, yeah. Okay, okay. Because I saw both, and I didn't understand why I would see both. But that makes sense, because he missed a game. Yeah, so um, 15 match, you know, it's match week seven. 17 or 16 we've played 15 games he's played 14 games yes and he has scored more goals than the golden boot than five golden boot winners yeah he scored more goals than chelsea as a team and probably united before the match (laughs) where they played not in forest equal to 20 or 21 yeah you had 20 yeah 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 um I think that's ridiculous. Um, I think the only thing that's going to stop him is injury or if Pep gets too cute in these big matches. I joke about playing two false nines instead of him, but I, you know. Well, we got rid of the two false nines that we'd use. We got rid of Sterling and Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And and it's really funny because you, you saw it in the World Cup as well, and you've been seeing it all season. Sterling and Gabriel Jesus the way they don't finish, you know, how the lack of clinical edge that they have. And we made jokes when Holland came in that KDB would just be peppering balls into him. And that's exactly what's happening. And he's scoring them at the rate. Like, I mean, the conversion rate compared to those guys, I think those guys sit, I think Sterling's is like 9%, which is, I would say a striker's average, like a good striker, like uh, let's say Vardy or somebody like that, they sit up around 18, 19, 20%. Yeah, 20s. Kane, yeah. Kane sits above 20. The best strikers sit above 20. Lewandowski sits at like 25. Um, and Gabriel Jesus sits between 9 and yeah. 11%. Yeah, they were, they were each getting, I mean, at City, they were each getting... They were they were scoring once every ten chances. I mean, they would get five chances a game and not score at all. Yeah, um, and that's that's really bad. And yeah. we made jokes when Holland got signed. We're like, okay, well now KDB has a target and he is targeting. Yeah, he's Holland. just and he's and just... Holland scores all kinds of goals, which is great. Um, he does. I you know, but the the assists are getting spread around a little bit. They're not all coming from KDB, although he does have nine. Uh, in the pre- he is leading the prem and assist right now, but uh... yeah, they they are. I think um, I actually it's funny because I think that they would the the assists as they get spread out. If they'd stop playing Jack Grealish, like if Pep would stop playing him, there'll be more assists. Although Foden has a little bit of a selfish streak in him. Sometimes he decides to give it to Holland. Foden could have had. I think there's like I think I have three clear memories where Foden could have just laid the ball across to Holland for a tap in, and he didn't. Yeah, and, and Mahrez is the same way. Like if oh Mahrez yeah. Mahrez is in the box, he's shooting. Mahrez you know? is only going to get an assist if he shoots. Does it still count as, <laughs> as an assist if like the goalie blocks a, a goal bound shot and it rebounds to a player? Is that an assist? No, that's not an assist. Well, there goes. Well, I'm sorry, Mahrez. <laughs> no, that explains why yeah, Mahrez only has one assist in yeah. the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Holland's been ridiculous. I, I think the only thing that can stop him is injuries. And I, I don't wish it on him, even though he's on a, you know. What was your bet? Uh, what was what, what did you lay down on the bet for the over under at, at uh, 17? Yeah, but what did, you, what did you put up? What was your. Nothing, just did I did I put money on it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't put any money. No, you well, you were gonna bet us. I was wondering maybe if you got you were gonna get a like a I think maybe, tattoo. Maybe 
maybe we better stop it. Hey, how's your December tattoo? (laughs) No, absolutely not. I did not bet on that. I I thought it would take him time, like it does every other player, especially strikers in the Prem. Yeah to uh, acclimate, and especially players coming into Manchester City. I'm talking about Cancelo. I'm talking about... Yeah. Oh, Jack Grealish hasn't adjusted because he's not good enough. Yeah. But the rest of the players on Manchester City generally take half a year to figure out the system. And what Pep has done is just simple, simplified Holland's instructions. Not because I think Holland's an idiot or anything. He might be. I, I, I haven't seen anything <laughs> to say that he is. But it's very simple. Like he doesn't really play a part in the build up. Well, and they don't need him to. Yeah, and you know he will. He does get some where like he'll like he should have had an assist to Gundo in this game, where he he got the ball from KDB. He was at the top of the box and he played a nice nice pass, laid off a nice pass for Gundo on to run onto into the box. Should have had like that's where he'll be involved, right? Which is refreshing, um, because we haven't had that. Even when we had Aguero, who obviously is a great striker, he was still playing much more to pep system than as an all out striker. Right. So this is like the first time, definitely the first time under pep where we've played this way. Um, and you know, I, I think a lot of people thought that pep wouldn't, wouldn't change his system to accommodate a player. But I think if there was any player that you were going to do it for, you do it for Holland. That's exactly what I thought. I thought he wouldn't change it and you would need, Holland to acclimate to those quick little passes that you guys make the pass yeah. and move stuff. That's not what they do. They don't even really give him the ball and build up yeah. unless it's like, just, you know, Hey, you're there. And he just passes back and then they say, go get in the box. Yeah. And I, he does. Yeah. I mean, he I, scores. I don't know. I guess, <laughs> I guess Pep kind of might know what he's doing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's, jury's out. Maybe. Give jury's him the budget, out. <laughs> sure. Give him the budget. Yeah. Him the budget. Oh yeah. He, he doesn't count as a great coach unless until he's managed Stoke. No, he's he's a great coach. He's a fantastic coach. He just is not in the running for best coaches ever. Sorry. I'm, I'm a City fan. I like Pep, but you're the one that uh, gets idolizes these managers. I don't know what it is. I I idolize a man. When you had when you had the uh, when you had that poster of Ole on your ceiling, so you look <laughs> up above your bed. So you just looked at him every night yeah. before you went to bed. That's all right. My wife hated. Yeah. <laughs> So Manchester City and Holland take their break and smack the living crap out of Leeds. Three to one. Leeds is in trouble. Trademark. I think they'll get out um, because there's so many teams down there that suck worse than them, I believe. But I think they have a stretch coming up that's going to define their season. They're in 15th place. They play Newcastle, which I mean, Newcastle's Newcastle's on a roll. Yeah, but then they play um, West Ham. West Ham's struggling. Struggling. Uh, Villa, Brentford, Nottingham Forest, um, Everton, Southampton, United. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think that they need. Points I mean, just looking at at that, the next five games, the next five mm-hmm. prem games, like you said, run the run from Newcastle to Nottingham Forest. I think they need to, they need to win three minimum. And and not lose too. I think they they need a draw in there too. And if they do that, they're safe for the rest of the season. I think. Yeah, um, I, that's that's the way I see it too. They they got to get major wins out of there. Yeah. Like you can't do three draws and a loss or something. Two no. losses, you know. And I mean, like they, you know, Leeds is that 
you're you're exactly right though. They don't have a striker. I mean, their striker that they would want to have on the field is Patrick Bamford, who is always injured or whatever. Yeah. He he might have mono. I don't know. He's always <laughs> injured though. And th- so for all the good work they do and like they 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 are a high energy team. They play with a lot mm-hmm. of intensity. They do a lot of good things in midfield, especially when they have Adams there and with Aronson. I mean, they can create a lot of stuff, but they have nobody to finish that off. No one, no yeah. special, no player that has a special knack for scoring. I mean, they sold Rafinha to Barcelona and they've got Rodrigo Rodrigo left. Who's not, I mean, I couldn't even tell where he was playing. I thought he was like a forward attacking mid and he was showing up like as a D mid, like trying to get the ball back sometimes. He's a weird dude. Yeah. It's like Jolington where like they, they started out one way and then they're like, damn, you, you can't be a striker. You suck at that. So let's try putting you somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. It worked yeah, out for Jolington though. It did. It did. Um, we can touch that game real yeah. quick since we have to. Newcastle actually at the start of the city game, Newcastle was in second place. Yeah. Um, and we're not in the beginning of the season anymore. We're 15 games in. We're not at halfway yet. But Newcastle's been excellent. They were they were the ones probably besides Arsenal that wanted to that that didn't really want to see the World Cup break, you know, because they were rolling. They're they rolling. Continue that. They smashed the bad Leicester team. Leicester oh my God, Leicester is so no bad. one to the World Cup, you know. Yeah, Leicester is so bad. I feel I you know what like, and and you know Vardy's older now, and he he a good finisher, but definitely. You know, speed was a big part of his game. You yeah. can, you, you, there's, and we've said this. I think we said this a couple times already this this season. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting a little older. The skittles and vodka isn't really cutting it anymore, and <laughs> your diet of minimum five Red Bulls a day is starting to take its toll. When you when you get to Vardy's <laughs> age, the legs are going a little bit, and oh. and this season, and even like what it was like. Starting midway through last season and into this season, yeah. James Madison has been almost completely absent from this team with with recurring injuries. Right, so that's a huge, yeah. huge loss to Leicester. Who, I, you know, but that it seems like that doesn't even encapsulate what all their issues are. Like they are just so out of whack. They're just so yeah. out of whack. We talked about this a lot. You know, I, I think Leicester's going down. I think they're. You think they're going down this season? Yeah, I think they're going down. They're but they're, they're in thirteenth right now. I know, but they they just drop points all over the place. They lose to everybody. They had like two wins. The difference between thirteenth place and nineteenth place is four points. Yeah, that's that's all. Like they they got an extra win in there. They have nine losses. Yeah, that's bad. Like in sixteen matches, Jamie Vardy has one goal in sixteen appearances. Yeah, not good. Yeah, so they're terrible. They get smoked by Newcastle. Almiron scores again. Oh, he continues yeah. to score. Your boy Chris Wood gets a pen. Oh, boy. Um, didn't see which side his black eye was on. <laughs> this, this it was week. actually right down the middle. It was like one of those ones <laughs> that like it, it, yeah. the nose carried the bruise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, didn't see. I didn't get to see that. I didn't actually see the PK on that one. Um, but, yeah, Chris Wood looking good. Newcastle, uh, did I read that Eddie Howe has the most points in the Premier League since he arrived? I didn't see that. I saw it was the most wins in this calendar year. Yeah, but he arrived around this around December. Did he? So, 
Yeah. Well, then that, most, I mean, that it, was, it, both of those stats, both of those stats mean the same thing, right? I guess they do. If he has the most wins. Yeah. Yeah. So Eddie Howe making you look dumb, by the way. I've already, I've copped to it. I've already said, I already said I was wrong. (laughs) I'm not going to say it again. Like most of your ex-wives and girlfriends, I will continue to remind you of the things you did wrong. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Oh, yeah. all, all girls. Yeah. All girls. All girls. So, Newcastle smokes a terrible Leicester team. Um, Arsenal smashes West Ham again. Speaking of a good team playing a, an underperforming. You know, and the, the, worst, the worst thing about this game is I had, I had hope for this game when they gave away yeah. that penalty in the 27th minute. Yeah, me too. And then West Ham just absolutely collapsed. So you think, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it too. Like if I'm Declan Rice, I am I'm pushing so hard to to leave in this window. January. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean his stock has dropped so much. He went from 100 plus. Yeah. They were asking for 120, right? Which they would have accepted 100 probably. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's a nothing player on like the seventeenth place team. Yeah, he missed his chance. He missed it. Like he missed that chance to jump. His value was mm-hmm. never. It's never going to be higher than it was. No. Uh, last at the end of last season. Yeah, he Insane. didn't really do anything in the World Cup either. And he wasn't bad, but he didn't do anything to stand out. Nothing. You know? Nothing whatsoever. No, he was not they, a standout player. They didn't get far enough to really do anything anyways, but everybody in the midfield was talking about Bellingham for most of the time, except for when Bellingham got marked out of the USA game. Yeah, obviously. did nothing. Obviously. The ghost of Bellingham, some people called it. Um, yeah, but Declan Rice, is, his stock is way down. And, I mean, you can still get good money for him. I heard Chelsea is still looking to throw money around. They've um, got a couple, like, they've, they apparently are confirming a few purchases pretty soon, I think. Yeah. Uh, Another Fofana, a different Fofana, I think. Yeah. Um, then the Fofana. It's actually the one that they meant to buy the first time. <laughs> so they have a Fofana, and they went and got another Fofana. Um, so they confirmed that. They confirmed in Cuckoo, but he's not coming till uh, summer. Yeah, that's right. The strikers. So that's. Great. I mean, that was, I mean. <laughs> but they're also now talking, and they've had Conte being injured and not really played very much. Uh, but they're talking yeah. about. Uh, re-signing him to a new contract now, but yeah. uh, where? So if you were re-signing Conte, you've got Kovacic, you've got, um, I mean, you already had you have you have uh, was it Balloon Door, uh, number three. number three, Jorginho, J five, J five. Where do you fit? Uh, you, you, Declan have that J5, Rice. you have that J five hat, that J five flat brim hat that you wear out sometimes. That's Joey Miller's. He I just stole it from him one night, one day. <laughs> um, yeah, I wear, but we're like getting, you know, we're digressing. That's yeah, but that's not going to stop Chelsea from buying him potentially. If I thought you guys were sniffing around him a little bit, you know, we were, but then um, he'd be like an upgraded McTominay for you. It would, but Ten Hag came in and he really likes super technical players. Yeah, well, you've got um, Ka- you're finally playing for... Casemiro now, so that's good. Yeah, we'll talk about Casemiro and, and United in a little bit, but back to West Ham getting smoked by Arsenal. They get a pen early, and then I thought Arsenal looked really good in this game. Yeah, James. Yeah, they did. Like, the the pattern passing was really nice. It was someone's like, oh, Wenger Ball's back. I was like, no, if this is Wenger Ball. They would have lost one zero. Yeah, or Drew. <laughs> 
Yeah, they don't. Uh, Arson Wenger's Arsenal did not shoot the ball. Yeah, like, um, they looked as good as they've looked the whole season. Um, and especially playing a derby match. West Ham's been terrible this year, no doubt about it. But you of all people know that derby matches bring the best out of mediocre to below average. Yeah, teams. for sure. Oh. Um, uh, uh, but West Ham are just stuck in that mediocre gear, and like. Moyes is just coasting at this point. I don't even know what he's doing, but it's like he, the same. It's the same thing with Brendan Rodgers at Leicester. Like the team, just like yeah. you know, two seasons ago they really flattered to deceive. You know, to deceive, and you thought they could push on. They could. They could build around Declan Rice and they could make something happen. Nothing. They've got nothing going on. This team is not going anywhere, and anybody with talent should be looking to jump off. Like. Same thing happened with um, Bowen after last season. Yeah, Bowen. I mean, he looks like got out of there, dude. total <laughs> shit now. Yeah. He does. He just looks bad. He looks bad. Yeah, it's crazy. He was so good last year. I guess every year you have that guy, though. Like, really, that's that breakout, dude. Right? Yeah. 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 That guy who plays way over his head, finds good form, you know, gets in the right system, and just is dancing on the nice edge for the whole season. Um, and that's, that was definitely Bowen last year. And it, it's kind of sad to see, you know, he's not even in consideration for any teams. No, no one feel bad yeah. for these West Ham guys. They won't get relegated. You know, Moyes would never let that happen. He'll go, he'll go, he'll play a five, four, one before he'll allow his team to get relegated. You know, they're like not last yeah. five matches. No, they're not, they're not going to get relegated at all. But, but that, that's not the concern for the players on the team. It's like. You're just your prospects and your mm-hmm. personal career. It's you're. It's like, uh, you know, it was like it's kind of like the Harry Kane thing. Like if Harry Kane ever wanted yeah. to win a trophy, well, he should have left. He should have left. Well, I think season. he still can. We can talk uh, about Tottenham in a minute, but I think he still can. Uh, Saka, Martinelli, and Kedia all score, and some of those goals are really superb. Yeah, um, bouncing the ball around. I will believe in Arteta at the end of the season when he wins the title and doesn't do an Arsenal collapse like they've done pretty much every year that I've watched them in my every life, single season, for like oh yeah. three when we didn't have te- when we didn't have television um, <laughs> coverage of the Prem. Yeah. So I'll believe it when I see it. But they look excellent. Odegaard looks looked confident. fantastic. Odegaard looked really Odegaard, good. Odegaard, yep, he had a great game. There's, Chaka yeah. had a. Tough tackle that he didn't get a card for. Which is so, maybe, maybe it turned a corner. Ken's corners. Yeah. Maybe one of Ken's corners. <laughs> Got turned. Um, real quick, speaking of turning corners, I feel like we have to mention this. Uh, Wolves to Everton won. I don't want to spend any time on this, <laughs> except to say Wolves needed that win so badly, and Everton really needed points from there. And now the bottom of the table has uh, six teams within – Six points. Yeah. Really within three. Wolves. Within three points of I mean, that, yeah. Zone. So Wolves could sneak out. And and Everton is the team directly above them. So that was a that was a big whammy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's your boy, Lopetegui. Yeah, you think he's just coming in. It was a late winner, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Jake Man was going crazy to that. Oh, yeah. He, he, I don't even know who that is. He, he got so – Pod, Daniel Podence. He's 5'5". He's five, five. No. No, no, no. I know Daniel Podence. It's the guy who scored is Ot Noari. I've never heard no, of him. No, no. 95th minute. Pod- Podence scored. 
Oh, he scored, but oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Noari, Noari came in. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he's a no. He was a fullback. He's a fullback for them. Um, yeah, and actually, he was getting City was sniffing around him a little bit. He's actually mm-hmm. like looks like a decent young player, but um, he's not Portuguese. No, which is why he doesn't start for Wolves. <laughs> True. It's the... True. Yeah, Wolves. If they can just get that new manager bounce and get out of there, there's a, there's enough bad teams down there that you can get out. Everton's a bad. Well, you're team. basically saying that Leicester's going to drop down there any moment. So. I think Leicester will get relegated. Yes. West Ham's right there. I think. West Ham's yeah, sneaky think... bad right now on 14 points. They are, but they, they're better than Forest. And they're better than they're better than Everton for sure, and, they're, and I think they're better than Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth is sinking. Yeah, Bournemouth are terrible. Um, Don't know how yeah, they got they up to where the, they are. The second worst goal differential. So that's enough talk about the relegation battlers. I just wanted to touch base. But Dave was so happy. Dave was so them. happy. He he ran around his house howling like a wolf. That's what he does when they score. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Cats fleeing. Cats everywhere. running. Yeah, <laughs> getting in the crawl space. <laughs> You'll see them for a week. You just oh, hope they found some food back there. Well, you know who wasn't howling in joy? Doctor Pete as Tottenham tie Brentford after going down again to a bad team. They went down two zip. Second half made some adjustments, and Harry Kane, the man who missed England, one of England's biggest penalties. Scores a goal. Hoiberg scores right after that. You thought Tottenham might take something out of this game. But the big concern here is the same as it was before the break. Why does Tottenham not play soccer for the first half? They don't. They just really don't. And I think it's... There's no... We've talked about this before. I think it's on purpose. Like, they, they set up cautiously for the first half. And then when, I guess, when the other team is more tired, you, you attack more. I yeah. guess that's maybe the philosophy. I don't know because Conti's never said it. But they always go down. And when you go down two, trust me, watching Manchester United last mm-hmm. year, it's very difficult to come back when you're down two. Right. And you, and you may come back and scrape a draw out, but that's not going to help you move up the table at all. And no. I think that his caution-first approach could work. And I've said this a million times. If he wasn't having to play Eric Dyer, Tanganga, and Lingley as his three center backs, yeah. you know, yeah, that's pretty bad. You got to yeah, change, that's, that. that's, and then bringing on bringing on the walking disaster that is Davinson Sanchez off the bench. You know, he made he two subs in this him. game, and they were both the defenders. Ben Davies came on, and Sanchez came on for Tanganga and Lingley. So well, I think uh, um, normally Romero would be there, but he's still under a table in Buenos Aires. Yeah, I think. he'd be playing instead of Tanganga, I guess. But like, but and Romero's, uh, but he's uh, Romero. When they get him back, that's it's you know that old cliche. Um, it's going to be like a new signing because he missed uh, he missed <laughs> a bunch of the beginning with an injury. Um, yeah, he didn't. He hasn't played guys. that much for him. That'll be huge. Class. Classic Paul Pogba trick normally is to uh, yeah. get hurt for the whole year and then up. Oh, I'm ready for the Euros. I'm ready for yeah. the World Cup. Didn't happen this year. Paul Pogba, uh, another setback, still has not played for Juventus. And I'm starting to see sniffs online. Juve fans are like, wait a minute. Yeah. He just did a commercial. Yeah. Hold <laughs> yeah. on. That's... Wait, he's in the new. Why is he in the new Call of Duty? Yeah. That is a big question yeah, mark. Is... Why? 
That's that's what he does, man. Yeah. He just gets himself all over the place, but everywhere except for the pitch. But anyway, even when anyway, even when Romero back. does come back, it, it's going to be a huge lift for Tottenham. He's still going to have to be partnered with Eric Dyer. So you still have a problem, you know, and, and it's like, it's like when we first, I think had Vincent company and we had the, we had to pair them with, um, Lescott, Julian Lescott. So it's like Vincent company can do everything that he can do. And that was great. And it was great to have that defender on your team. And then there's Julian Mm -hmm. Lescott. You know, so it's like, yeah, you you got you're you like got the spotlight on Romero. Oh my God, what what a man, what a defender! And then the, like it pans to Eric Dyer, and it's who looks like the bottom of my foot. You know, <laughs> and that's it. And it's like, wah, wah. so is that is that the problem? Is that as much of a problem as Son just not doing anything this year, going from a twenty goal scorer? Two, he has three goals in thirteen matches. That's it's just like such a massive drop. That's a huge problem. That's a huge problem for them too. But mm-hmm. but if you go, but you know, you can't rely. You don't want to rely on someone having to score twenty goals in a season because you're going down two nil every game to a sh- every to game. a crappy team. You know, yeah. it, so so the bigger problem is because you see, like they come out and they come out and they play. The second half, and Hoisberg has had a couple bangers this year. He's he's yeah. scored a few really Huge good goals, goals. Um, and you know Kane core too. Yeah, and and uh, Kulusevski's playing well, and Kane's scoring goals. Mm-hmm. But if you start at a two nil deficit, mm-hmm. you're more likely than not you're you know you're you're one of your best case scenarios is to draw that game, and that you know it's what they did here, and you know it can't be good for Doctor Pete's heart. Uh, the roller coaster that is like following Tottenham, you know, like it's always been like that. though. And it's like, and it makes you feel bad for yourself. Cause then you're celebrating the draw, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You have to celebrate a goal that got uh, you a draw against Brentford. I think that happens when you're on a good spin. Like you've won, like, I don't know, six of eight. And then you grab a draw from being down two zip and continue the momentum, but they're not playing well to begin with. And then to go down two zip and have to rescue a draw. I know Pete feels that like they, you know, they did not, when you're not playing well, it it doesn't actually feel good to get a draw. It's just like, damn, we still are dropping points all the time. I mean, in their last five, they lost to Nottingham Forest and they lost to Liverpool as well, going all the way back. Um, So, you know, you got to think about those 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 losses hurt too, and then they shipped three goals to Leeds and sneaked out four three. So they haven't been playing well. So a draw here just kind of continues with that. Yeah. Um, but that's enough of, of Tottenham. Another team that's that's struggling to get results, especially against poor teams. Chelsea two, Bournemouth zero. Um, Kai Havertz scores, Mount scores. They still don't have a striker, but Bournemouth sucks. <laughs> yeah. That helped them out. I mean, Mount Mount had a good game in this game, and Havertz looked good too. But I mean, like you know, yeah. you're playing against. I I think Bournemouth are actually one of the worst teams in the league. They are. They have the second worst goal differential, even though they're in like fifteenth. Yeah, they're in. They're in fourteenth. They're t- yeah, they're in fourteenth. They've somehow but, but scored eighteen goals. I don't know. I don't know how they've scored eighteen goals. Yeah. But well, 
Chelsea wins 2-0. Um, guess who has the highest save percentage in the Premier League? Is it your boy, Ken's boy, Keppa? Keppa. Wow. The highest save percentage in the Premier League. I didn't know that. How I mean, I was just going off context clues there, but I don't almost yeah, yeah. don't believe that. Yeah, it's like 83%. <laughs> That's impossible. I mean, the first half, I think the first half of his tenure was played with Tuchel. Yeah. Um, and Chelsea have struggled for results since and struggled for goals. Like they lost one zero to Villa, um, but he made some saves. They lost one zero to Newcastle, but he had some saves. Like they lost one zero to Arsenal, yeah. but he had some saves. So I don't know. It doesn't really mean anything. It just made me well, laugh. Well, I told you that, I mean, I told you that he, that Potter was replacing Mendy with, with Keppa. You, yeah. you guys didn't believe me. I can't me. believe it. I still don't believe you. It's happening, brother. Uh, better, Mendy better believe on the bench, it. Though. Mendy wasn't. Even Mendy is. I. There's no way he's injured. Uh, now I'm like I'm looking look this up, up right now. Know. Look it up. I'm, so, but Chelsea does manage to get the win, a win they badly needed after the previous results. And like we've been saying with Tottenham, um, this battle for fourth with Newcastle, <coughs> Newcastle, Manchester United, Chelsea, um. Tottenham like th- those teams are all going to be scrapping it out for third and fourth place and Newcastle and Manchester United appear to have a better plan as of now but these things change with form um, Chelsea cannot afford to drop points and they didn't here no. it's a professional win it set the team's mind at ease after having to go into a break a four-week break with a loss um, there, uh, there's... they didn't play especially well but they, they did well enough to beat Bournemouth yeah and that's fine I mean that sometimes you just got to beat what's in front of you. You don't have, always have to look like a world beater, but they are still they are on the same same number of games as United, and they're five points behind. Yeah, that's I mean yeah. that's a bit of a gap. Yeah, it is a big gap. Um, it's just with these teams, I think in general the the four teams we're talking about: Newcastle, Tottenham, um, Manchester United, and Chelsea. All of them have the quality to to take a bunch of wins in a row, so it's going to depend on how long your good streaks and your bad streaks last. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that sounds like an oversimplification, but I think that's what it'll come down to. Well, they played they played Nottingham Forest next, who are terrible. Then mm-hmm. they play City in the league, and then City in the FA Cup, three days apart. They're going to beat you one zero in the cup in that league game. It's going to piss you off. I think they're more likely to be us in the cup game than the than the league. In the game. Carabao Cup? No, game? this is an FA Cup game. We Oh we, yeah, you guys don't care about the FA We beat game. Liverpool in the Carabao Cup just recently. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't care FA about cup? the FA Cup? No. That's not uh, no, I want an energy drink cup. That's our <laughs> cup. Uh I miss the Carling brand. That's yeah. so much better. Carabao's like I didn't know what Carabao was for like five years. I didn't look yeah. it up or anything. No, I I just I could only just recently did my care. it's like a Red Bull drink, right? It's like a Red Bull drink. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of gross, like, sugary drinks. We do, too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just that theirs are a little off-brand. Yeah, right. And it makes it worse. Like, Lucasade instead of Gatorade. Right. Like, come on. Come on. It tastes worse. Just bring Gatorade over. Like, you don't have to... Or even Powerade. Bring just do Powerade if you can't do Gatorade. Yeah, Powerade's fine. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with Powerade. Lucasade? Stupid. Pa- Stupid. Powerade's such a better name than Lucasade. Yeah, much better. 
Chelsea 2, Bournemouth 0. They get the points they need. Another team that needed some points, James Lewis. Manchester United 3, Nottingham Forest 0 in the most comprehensive win of the season, as it should be. And it sounds, you know, you know how I feel about beating bad teams. Yeah. I think that these games are huge. And to absolutely smash them to bits, um, we really should have had five or six. But we don't actually have a striker anymore because our um, 38-year-old striker uh, actually left <laughs> the team. I don't know if you knew that, James. I had heard uh, rumblings. In, it happened during the break. Yeah. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has left Manchester United. His contract was terminated Mutual consent. after an interview he did. Taking shots at everyone from the kit man to the owner <laughs> with Piers Morgan, who's yeah. just a with total head. Yeah, couldn't have picked taking shots a, le- a less likable person to do your interview with. Yeah, somebody who knew exactly how to play to Ronaldo's ego, as Ronaldo's skill set has faded. Um, I mean, the one thing I will say is that as of last year. Just last year, in the second half of the season, he was still an effective and dangerous striker. He beat Tottenham single-handedly in like February or March, scored a ridiculous hat trick, and was still scoring goals. This year, he's been atrocious. He was oh, yeah, awful bad. in the World Cup. He was. He was, he was. such a, a black hole in the field in the World Cup. Um, it was really weird because you had all these people like his sister coming out on um, Instagram being like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Don't talk about him like that. It's like, it's okay, man. Like you just, it's over. His sister like, basically you, you called stayed... him a living saint. Did you read that whole message? There's no way that Ronaldo yeah, didn't weird. write that message himself and make his sister post it. He might have written that message. But I mean, this is what happened. This is what's supposed to happen. And I'm glad it happened like this. Not because I, I'm glad that Ronaldo is done. But because the fact that it happened naturally takes away any of, like, the steroid rumors. You know, it, it sounds crazy, but a guy like him, built like him, yeah. staying at the very top of a game that requires so much yeah. athleticism, agility, speed, you know, like, he's not a pure power player like Ibrahimovic, where when your agility goes, people can still flick balls up to yeah. you. You know, he, he's not that no. guy. He has a lot of athleticism. Or did. Well... Yeah, I mean, everyone's got, like, that end of the road, you know? And, like, yeah. it it comes sooner for others. And, you know, if you – he is – Cristiano Ronaldo has certainly kept his body in absolute peak condition this entire time. And, and I'm, it yeah. still is, I'm sure. But that can only – that only delays the, you know, the tolling of the, the bells for so long. And, uh, you know, yeah. this season was just – and, I, you know, there's – like, we talked about this before. There's a lot that happened to him in the off season. Um, and you know, he came back late. He missed all of preseason. He didn't really get like integrated with the team, with the new coach and all that kind of stuff. All that, you know, when you're younger, maybe, maybe, you know, you play bad for the first few games and then you get in the rhythm and you're fine. Right. But all that contributes Mm -hmm. to being older, another year older, another, you know, step slower and, you know, at th- this time, it was just a little bit too much. Yeah, and, you know, we talk about Wayne Rooney running out of gas at, like, 31 or so. Yeah. 30, 29. <laughs> 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 I mean, you talk about miles on the tires, right? And yeah. and Ronaldo 
and Messi both. Like they've really never had injuries. Rooney had plenty of injuries. Mm-hmm. Most almost every player that like every top player has injured injury seasons. Yeah. You know, in their prime, or you know, the, you know, they, they get they they pull uh, tear a hamstring one season. Those things happen to every other major legend. Yeah, Aguero would miss They'd would miss ten ten guys. games a season minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, it just it happened. Part of it was the way he played, but Ronaldo has been playing. He has 192 Portugal caps. Yeah, that's 192 Portugal. That's caps. insane. That's women's World Cup numbers. Like to be <laughs> that good on a Euro on a top European team that you can't be removed from the team until you are 38 years old. Yeah. Because you can no longer be a the the best striker for a top. 10 top five yeah. national team in the world. Yeah. That just goes to show you how ridiculous he and Messi have been. And the fact that he's never been injured, like your body is, is a machine, right? Like yeah. parts need to be replaced in most machines and the, the injury luck. And obviously he's done a lot of like, you know, yoga and all the other stuff, preventative stuff, but you can only do so much of that stuff. You can still tear your ACL and, and almost all those guys, Wayne Rooney did not do yoga. No, you know what I mean? <laughs> I can't even imagine him trying to, best friend <laughs> I, can't, I can't even imagine Wayne Rooney trying to pronounce yoga. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's no way Wayne Rooney can touch his toes. You know, <laughs> there's no way there's just absolutely no way Wayne Rooney can touch his toes. Now or ever, there were some great back and forth between Ronaldo and Rooney um, as people started to really come down on Ronaldo. You know, at, at first people were like, yeah, "Well, it's it's Manchester United's fault. Easy target. We were so bad last year. Um, our ownership group is gross. You know, and easy target again. Americans that are pulling money out of the club constantly. They just use it as a bank, pretty much. And that's all true." Um, and so it was like, oh, it's Manchester United's fault. And that's what he did. He went on TV, Ronaldo did, and gave an interview saying mm-hmm. it's all – everything has changed at United since I left. Um, it's a corporation now. And that's true. But then he went to take shots at younger players, saying young players aren't – they don't try hard anymore. They don't have the drive <laughs> that I have and, like, all this stuff. And it was like, well, you just sound like an old guy who got passed. Right in the race like you ran it for as long as you could and you did it better than probably any other 37 year old 36 year old ever will you know be in the golden boot race for a six place six place team um last year he won the golden boot in italy i think when he was 35 uh was ridiculous in their champions league campaigns and all that stuff uh he's been probably the best mid thirties player we've ever seen in our lives. Obviously Messi will have something to say about that. I, I don't, he's 34 and entering this stage. I don't, I will Messi be as quick as Ronaldo was when he was 37. Uh, I don't know. No, he's Maybe. already not. Messi doesn't strike me as the guy who dedicates the time to his fitness that Ronaldo does, but that doesn't mean anything. Messi is different, obviously. And he's got a World um, Cup. So, so yeah, uh, Ronaldo is done. His contract was terminated. Um, I think he was – they actually didn't do any kind of payout, which is amazing. And I think um, he thought that he was going to now be able to go wherever he wanted. 
and no one came. Forward. No, I, I don't, I don't think he. I, I think that he's, he's phoned it. He's done. This World Cup was always going to be his swan song of a thing, yeah. and you know, I don't. I mean, I don't think he necessarily thought it was going to go down the way it went down with United here this season. Like, I probably, he probably yeah. thought he was going to finish out the season. Everything was going to, you know, in his mind, he's seeing the chance to win a World Cup the chance to win a league with United or whatever. But I but I think that either way this season was going to was going to be his call it a day season and definitely for Portugal. There's no way he's playing on for Portugal now. He's such a liability for them. And when everything soured at United, he was like I'm just going to cut and run now. I mean, I don't think he thought he was going to go to any major team. I think that he is getting that that uh Saudi um yeah. money he's getting that 250 million dollar contract that's yeah. it and that's all of it. and that's and that's why he was like yeah yeah you don't have to that's why the mutual termination was so easy he was like yeah no payout don't worry about it he's gonna he's about i i, I totally yeah. agree i just think that they thought he would get a chance to play for a champions league contender um at the beginning of the season in the summer yeah he wanted to go to Chelsea yeah I, yes and, yeah that that's probably true and maybe another team on lower wages, but we, we talked all that through. And now I think he realizes that, you know, it's over. I can go to Qatar or Dubai or wherever he's mm-hmm. ending up. The Saudis, right? I think it's Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I think it's like Riyadh FC or yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's going to the Saudi, a Saudi team that's going to pay him. It's like 300 million pounds or something over two years. Two yeah. years. And then he has, um, he's going to be an ambassador for their world cup bid mm-hmm. in 2030. No thanks. Yeah, no, that's a that's a no for me. I've been to Saudi Arabia. We, we did it. Sorry, you guys. Uh, you can have another World Cup um, in like fifty years. Yeah. Oil, oil, uh, oil countries. You guys can have another one in fifty years. How about that? <laughs> yeah, Saudi Arabia is Hopefully not a fun place. I had never. I've never been to no. Qatar. I've been to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I have. I've been to Saudi Arabia. Well, made I back. made it back just barely. That the border crossing. That's a story for another time. But uh, no one, no one well, in Manchester the right United, mind should go to Saudi Arabia. Manchester United three, Nottingham Forest zero. Rashford continues his great form. Uh, in the running for the Golden Boot for a while there in the World Cup, despite not starting any matches. Um, he was very impressive in the World Cup. It's nice to see these guys, him and Saka, not Sancho so much, but him and Saka <laughs> bounce back from their big World Cup penalty misses, uh, Euro misses, yeah. um, in the final. I, I do like to see that. It just goes to show you that hopefully their fan base, their younger fan base has turned a corner where it's like, you know, if you watch some of these shootouts, like, did you see the Japan shootout? It was Japan versus, uh, I don't remember who. They missed. I think all of yeah, them. Yeah, Japan missed and all of them. And they walked up and looked like they had pissed their pants yeah. on the way to pick up the ball. Yeah. Like, it's really, really hard to take shootouts. I think normally, um, in the top five leagues, the average for a penalty is 78%. Exactly what is Sergio Aguero shot, by mm-hmm. the way. 78% for penalty kicks. And it drops to 65% in shootouts. And that's in, like, low-pressure shootouts. World Cup shootouts, it's even, you know... It's even worse. So it's nice to see Rashford bounce back. Um, Anthony Martial 
scored. He's been actually really fluid and looked good when he plays, but he doesn't seem to play. Um, yeah, which is often. weird because you don't have a striker. No, we don't have a striker. Um, and um, I think what's happening is he's coming up on his contract time. He makes 190,000 pounds. That's a week. insane. Um, <laughs> and I think he uh, his contract goes through next year. So it's almost time for him to start playing soccer again. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's looked good. He looks so much better than Ronaldo. It's like when Portugal put in anyone else. Well, they, to play up well top. they put in they put in the guy who scored a hat trick. He like he started yeah, he started for Ronaldo. He scored a hat trick. He had he was like twenty one years old. Yeah. <laughs> didn't do anything in the uh, big no. game, but was was so much more fluid without Ronaldo. Same kind of thing. Martial looked good in this match. Fred with another late one. Um, Bruno's been spectacular. He was he had a really nice World Cup, which is good to see. A lot of assists. Um, had a nice game here too. You know, and and um, you know what they were saying about Bruno? Uh, like this is what uh, I was watching, like the post game commentary, and they actually brought up like that Bruno before Ronaldo and and after Ronaldo. That's that's like that was the Bruno that did some magic at United so far. Like yeah. when Ronaldo has <clears throat> been playing with Bruno, like Bruno has to kind of I think take a step back, suppress himself a little bit because everything has to run through Ronaldo. And now that, now yeah. that Ronaldo's kind of been stepping, stepped back and now that he's totally gone, you know, Bruno Fernandez has that freedom to like take up that role again, that he was so effective in that first six months that he was with United after that January transfer where he like lit, lit it on fire, you know, the freelance role and he can, put his crosses into anyone yeah. now instead of just Ronaldo. right. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's huge. Uh, it's huge for United to have that back and it's huge for United to have Rashford looking like a dangerous player again, because when he's like, when he is running at a defender that it's like backpedaling and trying to get, catch his feet, like Rashford just eats them for breakfast. It is disgusting. Yeah. It's nice to see his head up. Um, Rashford has been really good this year. Um, he has a, a more well-defined role, I think, and he's actually played striker a few times. It's really nice to see him scoring again. The last two years when he's been injured, it's you know it's been hard to watch. He's been really bad. And also, uh, James, he's also coming up on a contract. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep. Um, in addition to David De Gea, who uh, they said has open contract talks, is very enthusiastic yeah. about contract please, please talks. Please resign me on my 300. What's he What's he making? 375, Oh, my I good Lord. It was the top in the prem. I believe KDB went up to 400. Um, and I think Holland is there, too, now at 375, 400 as well. But at the time, he was the top earner. It was like three years ago uh yeah so his agent came out and said he's very uh open to uh contract talks yeah don't say yeah. um yeah i'll sign united yeah, I'll sign. They... yeah so he's played well this year De Gea has been good um and i think uh i don't know i i don't know how you ask a guy how you get a guy to take the kind of pay cut that david De Gea needs to take <laughs> Um, I do think he's still valuable. I think he, he's valuable in that having to replace him is extremely expensive. 
and he is a good goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, especially shots. We were talking about the goalkeeper. goalkeeper problem on the on the chat, right? Like you you yeah. either, I mean, you do have you have Dean Henderson in, in the wings, right? I mean, he's the, he could be a, still a decent keeper for you guys, but either way, yeah. you either you either have to, you know, spend huge transfer end wages to get a new keeper in, yeah. and it's going to be like there's going to be an adjustment probably adjustment phase or you bring someone up from in you know inside and you hope that they can assume the mantle you know i i think they had that tryout between Hen- henderson and de Gea earlier uh and i mean henderson even though i thought he's looked good at times like he's never he hasn't beaten de Gea out for the for the role right so you don't know ever. yeah ever so you don't know if he's i mean it would be a it, probably at that point you look at it as a downgrade, even if it's just like a small downgrade or whatever you want to say the level is, whatever, it's a downgrade from De Gea to go that way. Or it's, and and it's a massive spend to bring in somebody that's at the world-class level, right? Because you're not going to bring in um, someone mediocre at that point. No, you have to bring in an improvement. And I think you can't miss on goalies either. Like, you know what De Gea is. They're talking about um, Costa the Portuguese goalkeeper. Well, I wa- I watched him go up for a uh, cross in the World Cup, and he didn't get the ball. Yeah. He missed it completely, and that's <laughs> that that's isolated incident, right? Yeah, you can't do that in the Prem, and that that's De Gea's problem, yeah. right? And De Gea is six five, cost is six one. Yeah. <laughs> like you you know what you have with De Gea, but obviously you can't sign him at three seventy five. I mean, and yeah. I mean. I mean, that segues into a, another topic that happened in the last month, which is that Manchester United is now for sale, 100% for yeah. sale. Um, so you have United, basically what happened is they are struggling financially the way that the Glazers want them to run. Um, they can't put more money in, so... They're like, well, we bought this for what do they buy it for? Like seven hundred fifty million leveraged pounds, and the current valuation. What did Chelsea sell for? Like two two or something like that. And United's valuation is like four five. I thought they sold for like They're three five or something. Eight. I thought that's what Chelsea sold for. It, yeah, it's, it's hard because it goes between right, right, right. Dollars. Yeah, you're right. Um, but basically, the Glazers are like, well, I mean, we can cash out now. You know, we, we don't have to put any more money in. They put a, that explains why they put a whole bunch of money in in the summer mm-hmm. and that late that late bid because they want to you know put to put the club in as good a light as possible. I could see them doing that as well in January, not a ton, but um, to buy a striker mm-hmm. and be like, okay, this team that I'm selling has a really good chance to be in the Champions League next year. So if somebody buys them, you can dump a bunch of money in and you're a viable team or already viable. Um, but then you're, you're a contender again. Uh, so Manchester United is for sale. The Glazers uh, are going to make so much money, James. Yeah. I they mean, came in, bought, leveraged the club's value for the loan to buy itself. the club. Mm-hmm. That, so none of their own money in this they're going to walk away with billions of dollars billions of dollars i i would imagine that united will sell for i don't know 5.5 could be five yeah i mean that would be it would be a record whatever right i mean it's going to be the most expensive i think it'll be the most expensive 
sports franchise ever purchased. Um, and I think that because of that, it puts There's, the ownership. Yeah, it's going to be I an mean, oil. It's going to be an oil country. It's going to be. I, I think there's a really high percentage that it's an oil state. I'm trying to keep track of which states already own clubs. The Saudis own Newcastle, right? Yeah. D- D- Dubai owns you guys. Abu Dhabi. Is that right? Abu Dhabi. And then who owns PSG? Qatar. <laughs> so who do we get? Like, and, and, and I've already talked about this as well. But it would be so disappointing for me as a fan, and it would take away from my fandom to have to follow a team that just went and had all this oil money running through it. It, it and it's funny because if you talk to Manchester United fans online, they're like, "Well, what are the Americans but dirty money?" Blah blah blah. There's a big difference between money coming in from like an investor or something like that who just wants to use the club for dollar signs and oil money, as we saw at the last World Cup. To me, I think there's a huge difference for a number of different reasons, but I, I think I think more than 50% of the Manchester United fan base, none of the locals, and probably no fans uh, that have been fans in the last 10 years, more than 50% want an oil tycoon to come oh, sure. in. I mean, just United has a huge international money. fan base, one, right? They, they don't mm-hmm. care. No, like the, the All Chinese, the people in the Asia, they don't care. <laughs> Yeah, they they don't care. No, they don't care. Japanese no, Man United fans, they don't care. No. Yeah, and you know the African fans <clears throat> don't care. Um, I think the American fans, for the most part, do care, especially since a lot of Americans like us, um, we take a lot of we take a lot of for American ownership. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Ken had the same thing has the same thing with Cronky until they started winning right. again. Yeah. Like. It, FSG, when they're winning, like right now, you don't hear anything about FSG. Liverpool also for sale, by the yeah. way. Um, you don't hear anything about it when they're winning. But last season they had a bad season, so they they took away these songs that they wrote. Mm-hmm. James, the Liverpool yeah. fans, took away the songs that they wrote. They weren't going to sing them anymore um, about FSG, and all of a sudden it it's it's the American owners of the problem. Because they treat it like a business instead of a uh, homegrown club. Yeah. Well, then. Ba- bad news. Get guys. one of your get one of your buddies from Liverpool to get, you know get the fans to stump up the money. Do it. Go go yeah. fan owned. Right. Just Ken's favorite. Yeah. Ken's favorite scenario. Get the <laughs> fan owned. Get the fan owned club. You guys will be able to compete. Yeah. See what your transfer budget and you'll, looks like. You know, then you'll you'll <laughs> you'll be happy at sinking down the divisions. You know, uh-huh. gradually, slow, painful death or whatever. Or, you know, the, but I, I, you know, and I think I understand your stance. There's a lot, there are people, a lot of people that feel the same way you feel. But I also think that you'd still be a United fan. Yeah, I would. You'd still celebrate the victory. Yes, I would. And at the end of the day, you you would take joy and talk about United competing at the top. If you went back, if you yes. went back and you won a Champions yes. League, you're not you know, you're not going to you're not going to listen to anything anyone has to say about oil money. I right, would probably Right now you're right now yeah, you're going to talk about shirt. it. Right now you're going to talk about it and it's a good For it's sure, a nice stance will. to be able to have now. 
<laughs> it'll just go and it'll just go by the wayside, and it'll the same thing will happen for Liverpool because they'll be so happy if they can start yeah. competing against City, like really, you know, and they are they're competitive, yeah. but but they're competitive in in that we've won four of the last five Premier Leagues, you know, and they've they have won. Isn't it five of five six? Of six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway. Yeah. You know. You're you're not wrong about that, but it it will take some of the gleam off that stuff. And and yes, I mean, you're asking if you were to ask me the hard question, which is like, well, right now you've been languishing for ten years, really, yeah. in in mediocrity compared to the other big clubs. As other clubs have risen up, City, Chelsea had risen up before then. Um, Arsenal went down and sort of might be possibly mm-hmm. back. Um, Tottenham has risen up. Like w- w- the question is like, w- would you rather be an oil club that was winning everything or at least competing for everything seriously or be a, a, a middling club that has trophies every once in a while. And then you wait for your chance. You wait for your cycle where you, you put everything together at one time. And I think I would rather be the, the latter you know, I'd rather do what we're doing now. And I do have, you know, the first 10 years of my fandom where we won everything in sight. And that makes everything so much easier to handle mm-hmm. than if I had been in the last 10 years. And this had been our only life. So I can understand if this has been your life from 2012 to 2023, then I kind of understand that because you have all these clubs that come in with all this money and they have an unfair advantage. Whereas as you well know, James Manchester United had a pretty significant advantage. Look, um, I mean like you can just, you can just compare it to like when I started following city, I mean, one, we're poor and two, we just got dunked on by everybody all the time, you know? So it's like, you know, you want to talk like it's all there. It's all a matter of perspective. I mean, look at you, you want to talk about like money differentials. You don't have to look outside of the Premier League. You can already just look at the money Man United have, and you can look at the money that um, Southampton have, or that Crystal Palace have, or you know, Burnmouth. Right? They're all competing in the same league. Arsenal just spent. How two hundred and fifty million pounds? You know, more than yeah. That. I think it's three hundred yeah. across Arteta. the last. Oh yeah, I mean like more than three hundred for Arteta, but I mean like in the last two windows, they oh, spent yeah. over two fifty. Yeah, I mean, I think over two and a half windows, it's pushing. It's so like you know so, the yeah. so two. there's you know and they're not and they're not considered like you know it's not like they're like a super rich club or anything like that by by modern standards, but. Yeah, by modern but like, standards. But, yeah. you know, but, but there's there's clubs saying, that compete but... in the same league that watch them do that, and they have to, like, try and sign a player for $1.5 million from a championship team. So those those teams will be like, what do you mean? Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, I, I just... You know, I I, I know it's, it's easy to, to say, like, oh, well, we should get rid of the oil clubs, blah, blah, blah. And don't get me wrong. I, I very much despise the oil clubs, and the oil states and all that stuff. But I'm also not an idiot. Like, the money that's coming into these places, or these clubs, in most sporting franchises, is not clean money on the yeah. whole. You know, like, Abramovich. <coughs> Perfect example. The Chelsea fans were so happy for 20 years when he was just scooping out money. Nobody really asked where it came from. Exactly. Yeah. You know? 
Nobody asked. And, you know, when it finally came out, they were like, ugh, man. Oh, bummer. Get it yeah, out of oh. here. Like, get that guy. But even then, they were just like, but is here. it But is it that bad? <laughs> it's like, he's a Russian yeah. oligarch. <laughs> like, now we can talk yeah. about it. Like, he has had people killed in his life yeah. just well, directly. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Financed a war. You know, I'm not an idiot. I understand that most money, when you reach a certain level has a, a certain amount of filth to it. But I think there is a difference between the oil clubs and the rest. And I think it does add, a, it takes away a little something from, from your team. You, you've already said that you don't agree, which is fine, but I think it does take something away. Well, I'm not saying I dis, really I'm not saying I disagree, but what I'm saying is it's mm-hmm. a matter of perspective. And if you really want to talk about it that way, the doors were blown off of fair money competition at the advent of the Premier League with the with the yeah. top four, with, with the traditional big four, of which yeah, of which city are not a part, a part of the original big four. So, like, that yeah. happened already, right? Now it's a matter of perspective mm-hmm. and degrees. That That's it. Yeah, because if, if that commercial money had come in 10 years earlier, we'd be talking about Nottingham Forest, yeah. and we'd be talking about Blackburn, and United would still be there, Villa. and Liverpool would still Villa be would there. Villa would be, yeah. Would, yeah, exactly. Would Arsenal even be there? No. Everton would be there. Everton would be there. Yeah. You know, right? So it's so, so and then you, and then you'd, but but that that's when you know that's where you trace it back to. People talk about money ruining the sport, and you know you could talk about mm-hmm. the the morals of, you know, the other where the money comes from and all that kind of stuff, whatever, right? But mm-hmm. the perspective and and the degrees, and it all started then and now it's it's i mean you're really reaching really the culmination of it i don't i don't see how it can keep going like this honestly it's, it seems crazy it the, seems the like amounts it, just keep like getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger it, it yeah it, and i also think you you've mentioned this before it these these big teams don't want other people in their club in their club of big, right. big teams yeah. you know what i mean like they they want to make a super league and cut everybody else out and take all the money. We know that. So the fact that Newcastle is going to break in probably as one of these uh, oil clubs, I mean, into the big boys, they're already, they're two years ahead of schedule in terms of results as of now. And if they make the Champions League, you think they're not going to drop 300, 400 million pounds in the next two windows? You know, like... (laughs) They're going to because people will go there. Although I, I've been to Newcastle. Um, <laughs> that's a tough place, man. That's a tough yeah. place. <laughs> that's a tough place. It's up there, like you're pushing near Scotland, and like it's just yeah. dank and damp and cold. Anyway, people will go there. Players will go there where the money is. They have a they have a nice history too. They play in the Champions League. The money's there. Yeah, I mean they're going to go there. People go to Manchester and play. Players go to Manchester. They're yeah. very similar. Yeah. Um. In in the in terms of those things, and then everybody's like, "Wow, I can't believe that guy left Manchester for Madrid." <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Have you been there? Yeah. <laughs> Either one of those places. <laughs> yeah. You could be a millionaire in Manchester or a millionaire in Madrid. Which one yeah. do you pick? <laughs> yeah, I do like when the wives get involved too. They'll be like yeah. a little tidbit will sneak out. And be like, oh, so and so's wife said she wants to, 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 to play in Spain instead of England. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Like, have you ever been? Uh, anyway, 
So Manchester United is for sale. United fans are about to, to, I believe, have to stare down the very real reality of being an oil club. There's a lot of people like, well, uh, what about Sir Jim Caldwell Ratcliffe or whatever the hell his name is? It's like, <laughs> well, Sir Jim has two billion dollars. Sir, <laughs> Sir Jim has two billion dollars that he he made off of illegal chemical sales or something like that. Yeah. So you think Sir Jim is going to put all his 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 financial advisors are going to allow him to dump his entire worth, yeah, into a, a soccer team that still needs a lot of investment. By the way, yeah, they need stadium investment because they, they haven't touched a stadium in twenty years. Um, and there's they they have substantial loans taken out. Yeah, so you have to add that into everything. Sir Jim can't afford it. Like I, yeah. I don't. They're talking about there's not like, many there's not many people in the world that can really afford no it. they can't and you know so so you're back to best case scenario being an American conglomerate <laughs> well I yeah weren't you like weren't you hoping for like Elon Musk the, he, uh, he can also sure. get involved in soccer you know and he sure. loves buy he loves buying a loser just look at Twitter uh, yeah I, I never thought it was a possibility uh, <laughs> I, I like the Apple rumor that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amazon rumor. People are just like, hey, these people have a lot of money. Yeah. Hey, this guy went to space in a rocket ship. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Why yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Now, it's investors, and they're either mm-hmm. going to be from America or they're mm-hmm. going to be from an oil state. So, yeah. everyone, I mean, everyone that's intelligent, like hopefully myself, is hoping for an American conglomerate to come in, um, you know. Just like what happened with Chelsea. That's what you want. That's your best case scenario in terms of getting your, your cake and eating it too. I don't need to I don't need to spend oil money. I don't need to spend a billion pounds in five years. I don't need to do that. I'm happy competing and hoping for a cycle where we like Liverpool did, where we mm-hmm. get everything right. I'm happy with that. And if we become an oil club, I will bemoan it. And it will be something that you can always add at the end of every sentence when it comes to success. And sure, I'll watch the games. I'll cheer for them. I'll be really you'll excited. You'll buy the jerseys. You'll players. get the scarves. You'll you'll go to Old jersey. Trafford for a game or whatever. Yeah, eventually do, at some point. I, I will. I will yeah. do pretty much everything you just said. I I may or may not buy a jersey. You'll do uh, that stupid face you do bombs. when United win and you want to cheer. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I'd forgotten that. Yeah, I buy a jersey yeah. every time United win, won a league title or a Champions League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd probably do that. Yeah. But it would take some of the sheen off of it. It genuinely um, would. You say that now. You're you're looking for you're looking ahead and you you would you won't say it then. Well, we'll maybe, see maybe the Maybe the first one, not the second one. Well, another team that uh, – could end up being an oil club. Liverpool, James. Who do you think wants to be an oil club less? It has to be Liverpool. And who do you think's more likely to be an oil club? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they see they're they're funny. They're really funny because they are like, we're writing a letter to the owners saying they have to consult us before any sale. Oh, like, I like that. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how it works. You guys got it. I would love to see the faces of the owners when that letter gets delivered. Um, the Liverpool supporters group, sir, has brought in a letter here. Um, let's see, it's on notebook paper, um, uh-huh. and they yeah. would like you to take Drawing it crayon. seriously. They would like you to uh, consider their opinion when you sell your asset yeah. uh, for 
for the most money you can get. Yeah. Yeah, they would like their to be considered. um, It says here that they might. They said they might throw um, rocks at your car if you Mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Liverpool three. Then he wipes his ass with the letter. Exactly. Uh, Liverpool three, Aston Villa one. This was a fun game to watch, but not for the reasons that you would think. Um, (laughs) Both of us obviously being against Liverpool in this match. Uh, Salah scored early. By the way, post AFCON Salah, not good. Hasn't been. Look at his numbers. Look at the numbers. No, 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 you're right. He's like down to half a goal a game over that stretch, which for a guy who had the fastest to 100, I think. Um, unless, unless Holland's already there. Um, <laughs> Salah, he, he's been off. So if you're a Liverpool fan, good to see Van Dyke mm-hmm. scores a nice header. Villa was, was scrapping in this one. They were scrapping. I thought they should have scored more goals, but bad teams don't score when you give them the opportunities. That's true. And really James, the story of this match is Darwin Nunez. Yeah. Um, they win three, one. He has, what do you think? Five clear cut chances and like three of them are fast breaks? He is. That's not right? He is on track to be an all time donkey. <laughs> and and the thing is, it's interesting to listen or read Liverpool fans' takes. Basically, they're like, oh, but do you know, like, look how many positions he gets himself in. And he is scoring goals sometimes. Mm-hmm. And. Like he's so dangerous. That's all I, I mean, fun. I've you watched. Know? You know. You know what saying that reminds me of. It reminds me of me talking about Raheem Sterling. And he, the thing is, well, Raheem Sterling scored a lot of goals for City. I was right? going to say he scored a lot but of goals. It took him ten chances to score one goal. Yes. The City created a ridiculous number of chances for him. Mm-hmm. It's still one in ten is not what the conversion rate that you want to be aiming for. No, you need to your strikers in Champions League matches, you know this better than everyone and than anyone. And you're kind of alluding to it already. You have to have strikers that finish their chances cuz you're one only chance, one, get goal. one or two chances yeah. in the final. Yeah. Like look at look at the look at the Real Madrid City game where Benzema takes that half chance and scores and then and then Rodrigo scores two ridiculous goals off the only two chances he had. Yeah. After coming out of the sub, like that—that's a hundred percent what you need. So you you can't take you can't you don't always have the time or the luxury of having a player that needs ten shots to put one on target. No, you can't afford that. They're and not like, even. It's not even like they're. He's not putting these shots on target. No, they're not even close. And yeah. someone's like, "Well, he's just out of form." What are you talking about? He just played in the World Cup. He's been playing for. Half a season, they play him every game they possibly can. This is not a guy that's, like, adjusting. This is a guy who had this problem before. Mm-hmm. He's not a clinical finisher. He will score goals. Don't get me wrong. Raheem Sterling scored goals. Gabriel Jesus scored goals. Yeah. The problem is, you need your 85 million pound striker that's leading the line to score big goals. Every time they get the chance. Especially when you're coming in as, I mean, not not like for like, but you're basically the replacement for Mane who left. You know, you're you're the attacker they brought in as Mane left. 
Yeah, it's crazy. You know, just speaking of that, you know, we we always said with Liverpool, they didn't spend money like the oil clubs did. They spent a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but they hit on so many players. Mm-hmm. And Mane is a perfect example of that. I think they bought him for like 35 or something like that. And the way he changed their game with his speed, he was so valuable. And I think, you know, Darwin Nunez does offer something. He doesn't get in these in these situations by blind luck. He has a skill set there. And mm-hmm. he will score goals. But Mane did so much more for Liverpool in the build-up with his speed, stretching things out, etc. I don't think Darwin Nunez does that. And I think that in the long run, they went from a 1A club or even a 1 club. They, they did win a league title. They, down into that tier with Manchester United, Tottenham, um, Arsenal normally. Mm-hmm. They dropped down because of Darwin Nunez. And I think that when push comes to shove, he might get them a big goal here or there, but his conversion rate is 11%. Harry Kane's is 25. Erling Haaland's is 27. Like, you need to be in that realm to help your team at that position. And I think that in the long run, it's going to be like, hey, he scored a goal every other game. That's not good enough for what they need. You know? Yeah. So... Liverpool win 3-1. It's a good win for them. They should be happy about it. Um, it's been... It's a long episode, James, because we're coming back from the World Cup. World Cup was awesome. Um, I had a blast. I lost all of my future bets. I put 10 bets down. It was like, team to have the most goals, team to have the least goals, uh, teams to win the World Cup. I put <laughs> Brazil, and I put um, Portugal as a dark horse at like 15-1. to 1. Uh, obviously neither neither one of them won i missed my golden boot i missed everything Mm. but it was still a really fun world cup there are so many games are really interesting the u.s i thought they played well i'm having a hard time with the casuals james yeah coming out and just being like why didn't they win the world cup (laughs) we're never gonna win the world cup It, it was mission accomplished to get out of the groups and then Hopefully win the next game. Then it was they take your chances. Won. Yeah. Yeah. And take your take your chances against the Netherlands and you win. But it was a great World Cup. Um, United States didn't win, but it was nice seeing Messi win. The, the yeah, final was sure. unbelievable. Greatest final ever in World Cup history. Greatest final ever. Um, I've been crapping on Mbappe as often as you can crap on Mbappe. And his final performance was so incredible. Out of this world. That it, it definitely shut me up. For a while, mm-hmm. you know, I still think, I think he'll be a, a legendary player, but I don't think any players will ever get up to Ronaldo and Messi. They just won't. No, no. It's just impossible. Stop trying to compare people to him. It's impossible. Messi proved that um, his performance, especially after he got pissed off, you know, Argentina lost that first match. Loved angry radio. Messi. I loved angry Argentina in this tournament. Yeah. People are, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying that they're not being classy or all yeah. that kind of stuff. No, they weren't, you know, they weren't. And, and they, they needed that edge to, that's something that they had missed so much in previous tournaments yeah. as a, just as a team in general with it Messi brought them there. together. Yeah. A hundred percent. Them versus Argentinian the players, good Argentinian players have an edge. Messi is the only one who doesn't normally have an edge. The rest of those guys are a red card waiting to happen. Yeah. Oda Mendy is their like, starting center back. Oda Mendy, 
Um, Romero. Romero, Romero <laughs> yeah. is is half a second away from a red card all the time. So is Lissandra Martinez coming behind yeah. him. Um, their goalkeeper's a head. Yeah, like <laughs> he's a head. Guess what? He saves penalties. It's what he does. He saves yeah. penalties. You know, it was it was a fantastic World Cup. I'm glad Messi won it. Um, I'm glad Messi's going to win the Ballon d'Or over Mbappe. Mbappe's time is coming. You know, the casuals love the World Cup. They love to overrate the World Cup. And yeah. to them, the fact that he's already won a World Cup is so much more important than the fact that he's a, a never run, basically, for the Champions League, which yeah. means a lot more to me. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like, yeah, he he won the World Cup. What was he? Was he 19? When he won yeah. that, when they uh, won that World 20, Cup, I mean, like 19. that France team ridiculous. was ridiculous. They're like two to one favorites. Yes, for the World Cup. Yeah, like he and he. I mean, and I don't remember exactly, but he was not their star player in that tournament. Um, who was their star Benzema? He, he was really good. Uh, it wasn't Benzema. Benzema no, that. Uh, it was uh, Giroud was awesome. He didn't score yeah. many goals. But I think Greasy Griezmann Greasy. had a nice tournament. Yeah. It was like everyone else played really well too. Yeah. Mbappe had a couple games I think where he, he tore the doors off of people. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean that whole team was so stacked of guys in their prime. I think Griezmann had a really nice tournament. The more I think yeah. about it. But yeah, so you know Mbappe Messi had chances. Messi has had to drag Argentina to every tournament. Yeah. As wherever they finish the tournament, it's because Messi got them there. He got yeah. them he got them to a final. He got mm-hmm. them to a Copa America final before, you know. Yeah. With only to have only to have Higuain snatch it away from him, you know. <laughs> and Lissandra Martinez yes, tried, by the way. Lissandra Martinez absolutely uh Laturo, Laturo Martinez Laturo, absolutely sorry, sorry. tried. Yeah. He, I, I was he like, was it was like watching a the rebirth of Higuain. I couldn't but believe those it. Those three chances in extra time would have been scored by any other striker in the world. I couldn't they believe how horrific. slow he was. Yeah, he, he just dropped off the prem radar like that. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't heard any rumors. He was in the rumor mix for like Chelsea and all those other teams. Watching him run in sand. Oh, yeah, anyway, you're right. Messi dragged Argentina through, scored the big goals, scored it again, only to have the defense let up another pair of goals. <laughs> like, put them in the perfect place to win, hit the penalty kicks that he had to hit, like, did everything you could possibly do, and then finally wins his World Cup. So, we're just glad to be back, James. Great World Cup, and now it's time for a game every 2.5 days for our teams. Love it. Can't wait. We're ready. We're ready. Born ready. All right, that's it. It's a lo- super long pod. Um, yeah, we really. For James Lewis, we went in. We didn't need Pete and Ken. I don't think we ever really have. We just nope. don't send in the link next time. Done. Just don't even send it. Just be. <laughs> don't don't tempt me with a good time. Done. For Doctor Pete, for Ken Lee down in the Eastern Shore and his Eastern Shore internet. For James Lewis, I am Tom Miller. Saying, hope everybody had awesome holidays.